I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. We have got a lot of ground to cover today, holy hell. No, sorry, Great Caesar's Ghost, and we got a lot to cover today. Uh, that was one for you DC fans. So we've done multiple episodes in the history of this show and in this channel of how we would fix DC, because DC Comics on film has been a giant dumpster fire for a very long time there's an occasional great movie but for the most part it's been a hot mess and we've we've, we've done a whole plan of how we would fix this i think even just, just last year even we here on this show did a whole roadmap of how to fix dc but today in the real world there is actually movement there is actually progress there is actually an attempt being made to fix dc and that's what we're going to talk about today before I get to that, let me introduce who is going to help me break down all the news, the announcements, the things that we were told, the things we weren't told, uh, the things they brought up, and the things they didn't mention. Uh, first up, my right-hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the top nerdy to me network, ladies and gentlemen, to the bridge, it's Commander Scott. So um, <clears throat> there is something that has come up here relatively recently, and I use the term relatively recently, I mean in the last uh, popular usage here in the last several years. Is it your penis? It's not my penis. Okay. My, my penis still doesn't have the usage levels that it really deserves. <laughs> Much but it does my, come up very often. I, 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 I you know. Um, but no. Yeah. Um, and that is the, the term. And, and I just recently started hearing it, like I said, in the last several years. I'd say the last three, four years here, just a lot. Uh, the term cis. Ah. Right? And, yeah, it's a weird bump on the back of my head. No, no, that's a cyst. Oh, oh. There's a T on that, and it's spelled with a Y. Uh, and, and this gets brought up because I just used this term here recently when speaking to somebody who was uh, relating a story about uh, uh, gender roles to some other people. I'm not going to get into details, but somebody, basically they were presenting a hypothetical situation, and one of the people they were presenting said hypothetical situation to came back and said, well, yes, but what if... What if the people identify as this or identify as that? And and they were trying to reiterate, well, for the purposes of this situation, we're just going to use blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, you should use the term cis, cis male or cis female. And the look that I got was one of pure confusion. And I'm like, have you not heard this term? Do you not know what this is? You know, anything? Um, 
and I've just heard it recently in the past few years because I've always heard the term transgender, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, here recently, I've been hearing the term cis male, cis female, uh, and all that good stuff. And so I, I, I went and I looked it up because I'm always curious and I try to look stuff up. Both cis and trans are, of course, from the Latin root. Okay. Trans, regardless of what it's applied to, means the other side of. So a transgender person is identifying with uh, another, uh, the, 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 the uh, sex other than what they were born with. The cis Latin prefix means on this side of. So it basically means whatever biological gender you were born with the way I understand it and stuff. And, and I thought that was really interesting. I also thought it was really interesting that the term cisgender was actually coined in 1994. Oh, entered, really? entered into dictionaries in 2015 as a result of changes uh, in uh, so- social discourse uh, about gender, which in 15, 2015 to 2020 is, you know, when you had a, we had a lot of, you know, new stuff coming into um, uh, into the the public lexicon, uh, if you will, and such. But I, I always, I, I just found that interesting that that cis, because I had to look it up. I didn't know. So cis and trans are both Latin prefixes, meaning this side of or uh, the other side of, respectively. You know, just depends on what you're applying. It to. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. So. So, so a, a transistor is on the other side of the same side of a tear. Of a tear? Yeah, transistor. It's got torn. Tor. You tore it. Transistor. I, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, and the host making those big swings with them jokes. He's not afraid to just go for the fences. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from somewhere in time and space where that joke landed perfectly, perhaps via DeLorean, it's the Doc. Who's in the box? Who's in the box? It's Gwyneth Tatro's head. That's what's in the box. Who's in the box? It's Schrodinger's power loader. Yes, it is. Yeah, that, that, that threw me off when I first saw the movie because... Because uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was pregnant in that movie. So when I first saw the movie, at first, I thought it was the, the fetus in the box. But I had forgotten about... Wow. The, I forgot I forgot wow. about the illustration of the headless, uh, the beheaded person, you know, earlier in the film that, that does the setup for that payoff. Wow, it, Scott. It has, that it has dark. A, That's very dark. Beautiful, yeah, it has a beautiful setup and payoff in the movie, but I forgot about that illustration. Uh, so when I saw the movie, I thought it was the the unborn fetus. In God, the- it's just wow. her severed head. Jeez, why'd you have to make it weird, Scott? God, <laughs> hey, maybe it's I, both. Speaking spe- speaking of my quote, I have an interesting factoid. Okay, actually, that, that brings up an interesting possibility. I'll wait. Oh till my I- God, get on with it. I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll wait till Jace is done with his factoid. Did Did you know that in the movie, the person I can't remember which sin it was with all the um. The air fresheners and it was tied to the bed. Was that sloth? Sloth. Yeah. Um, they didn't tell them that was an actual actor. Okay, I'm confused. When the police are coming in and checking the room, they didn't tell them that was an actor on the bed. They told them it was like yeah. a prosthetic thing. So, so that when it, when well, he comes oh, to life, that's their genuine reaction. Yeah, because yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's cool. 
Uh, technically, yeah. it's not a factoid, but that's cool. Um, yeah, I knew you'd like my factoids, Scott. Yeah. Thanks. But but I just used the term unborn fetus. Is there a, such a thing as a born fetus? I don't think there is. Literally, once it's born, it becomes a baby. It's not a fetus anymore. There is no such thing as a born fetus. So that's on me. That was just a stupid thing for me to say. Not getting into that today. <laughs> so <laughs> our topic this week... Back in October of last year, uh, the new head of Warner Brothers put James Gunn and Peter Safran in charge as the new head honchos of the newly coined DC Studios with one sort of mission in mind, and that was to get this shit corrected. Um, the, the new head of Warner Brothers, when he came on board, said from the get-go, he, he looked at DC as one of the crown jewels in the Warner Brothers portfolio, and he was going to make it his uh, one of his priorities to get the DC films back on track and, and get them uh, making money like they should be. Uh, there's no reason DC shouldn't be toe-to-toe with Marvel as far as quality and making that sweet, sweet cheddar. And they haven't been. Uh, so for months now, fans have been speculating what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going on, what's what's the plan, what's what's happening. Um, and there were lots of shakeups, like announcing and then retracting that Henry Cavill's back as Superman. Uh, apparently Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, tried a hostile takeover of DC before this all happened. Lots <laughs> of behind-the-scenes goings on. But <clears throat> just last week, we got the official unveiling of the first part of what is now going to be known as uh, uh, the DC Universe Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. Uh, This was revealed by James Gunn and Peter Safran. Uh, James Gunn then recorded a a quick sort of uh, rundown that went up on the internet, um, which when I first sat to watch, I thought would be like a big Kevin Feige-esque kind of unveiling the next phase presentation. And no, it's like it's six minutes long and he just runs through them all. Um, but before we get into the announcements, there were a few things I thought were interesting to take away from, from James Gunn's introduction. Um, first of all, and this is what I love, James Gunn has had no shortage of words for how much of a mess DC was and, and is prior to him coming on board. Um, he's, he's used a lot of fun words, but to, he, he politically said uh, the DC universe has been disconnected in film and TV for a long time. Uh, that his job moving forward was to make sure that DC Universe is connected across film, TV, gaming, and animation, uh, that characters are consistent, that they're played by the same actors, um, and that everything works within one cohesive story. Um, one thing I want to touch on, because he 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 threw this word out there in his introduction and then never came back around to it, but it has lots of big possibilities. Um, anything outside of that main uh, um, mainstream DC continuity should be quote clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds. We called it. Just want to go ahead and pat ourselves on the back. Uh, we called it. That was one of our big things for how to fix DC was making Elseworlds brand. Uh, so good job, everybody. Good job. Good job. Everyone pat yourself and, on the back. Uh, uh, by everybody, Obi John means himself because I, I was giving was everyone fair one, credit. Okay, I think he was the only one who brought up Elseworlds because I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. So, uh, yeah, the, so good the, job, Obi John. Yeah, the Elseworlds. The show gets credit. Okay. Yeah, the Elseworlds title is definitely all you. Um, good good I, job, Obi John. I, I I didn't create that. It's a DC thing. You, you did good job. You did good, Obi John. Good job. I suggested what if. Apparently, that was already taken. I don't know. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Um, so he then moved on to very, very, very briefly covering what I'm calling the inherited projects, meaning the stuff that's too far down the road. We can't stop it. It's coming out. We got to deal with it. Uh, first up, literally next month, actually, I think it's the end of this month, uh, is Shazam Fury of the Gods, uh, which they kept saying, well, Shazam has always been kind of off by itself, which is bullshit because. They literally had a Superman cameo in the first one, and the kid has a Batarang that's a Ben Affleck Batarang, and it, it's clearly set in the DCEU. But okay, sure. Off by itself. Cool, fine, whatever. Um, they were very unclear whether or not Shazam would, that continuity would carry over into the new stuff or not. Because he, he used statements like, it's always been off by itself. Um, and, and then said things like, well, that will also connect well with what's coming in the future. But then he says that that moves directly into the next thing, which is the Flash. Which they insist, despite what, what Commander Scott says, they insist this movie is coming out. This movie's never seen the light of day. <laughs> in in fact, uh, didn't didn't James Gunn like say that this is the best comic book movie he's ever seen? He had very nice things to say about it in very vague terms. Uh, yeah, he said it's. I'm sure yeah. he had lots of contractually obligated nice things to say about it. <laughs> One thing he did say that we all suspected because it was pretty obvious is that the Flash will reset the entire DC universe. Um, which is why I'm a bit confused as to where Shazam fits in all this, and there may not be a solid plan for that. But the Flash will reset the entire DC universe. Um, they then announced two other projects that were made, uh, put into production before uh, Gun and Saffron took over. Blue Beetle, which is supposed to come out next year, but we have seen shit for as far as promotional material. Not a trailer, not a poster, not a teaser image, nothing. Um, but this will focus on the uh, uh, Jaime Reyes version of the character, the more modern version of the character, the the the, the alien Iron Man kind of version. Um, and then that will lead directly into, because that was his favorite word for this whole section, um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So I guess Blue Beetle and Aquaman are connected. If, if Flash resets everything and those two come after the reset, those two were then in the new DCU that was kind of vague. Um, that's but I'm, uh, that, that's what I was just going to say about um, Shazam is that like, yeah, we never actually saw um, Superman. Yeah. Like that's true. we never saw his face. Right. And, we never saw his head. Apple was not there. Yeah. And then the Batarang could be any, literally like any iteration no, of a Batarang. You can stretch it either way you want, but it was yeah. definitely meant to be, in the DCEU, not beholden to it, not dependent upon it, but part of where we can yeah. work him in later down the road if we ever get to it. Yeah, like that's what, I mean, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like they so you can be like, oh, this actually happened after Flashpoint. So, yeah, and I think some of those projects that are purposely leaving vague because if Shazam comes out and does great and they want to roll that character into their new DCU, that option's on the table, they don't want to rule it out. Um, I think the more interesting thing is Flash and Aquaman. Um, but we'll get to some of that stuff later. Um, he then moved on to um, his eight to 10 year plan for DC studios uh, that will stretch across film, TV, games, and animation. Uh, he unveiled this as the first chapter, which will be titled Gods and Monsters. So we're assuming 
that's the overarching theme for this first chapter is gods and monsters. And man, did he hit the ground running with the thing everyone has been demanding an animated TV series of the creature commandos. Hello? Hello? Uh, is, this, yeah. is this on? Cre- uh, creature command guys? No? Anybody? Uh, <laughs> I which I so to, to back up one step, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a gripe with okay with the whole the whole idea. But I mean we can hold off on my gripe until later. Okay. If you want. I mean, I don't know if this is a good time to bring it up. Well, is it about the previous movies or everything in general? It's okay. So, okay. Maybe I'm, I'm the minority. I'm just going to say this. I already know I'm the minority. Um, I hate interconnected universes where, and I know I'm already preparing for backlash on this, where I'm required to watch a, which is a TV show to understand B which is a movie to then play C, a video game that ties into D, another movie. I, I no, Jay, you bring up a very, very valid point, and I'm glad you do that because uh, I think this is something that James Gunn is also aware of. Um, we'll get to that, but okay. but I I definitely definitely see where you're coming from, and I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, because so, I've kind of run into that with Marvel. Now right, right, shows, exactly. Like, have to watch the show to understand some of yeah. the movies. Now uh, so. we will definitely circle. We will definitely circle back around to that. I promise. Um, so first up, they announced Creature Commandos, and again, uh, animated <laughs> TV series. When they first put this up there, I was confused. The more I've done some digging and homework as to who the fuck the Creature Commandos are, I'm more excited now. Uh, but initial reactions to that. Well, uh, just a little blurb that I have here, you know, which says. Originally, a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. It kind of feels like a uh, uh, what's what's that movie that you love that I really don't understand? Um, the Mama Monster Squad. Yeah, it feels like Monster Squad World War Two. Well, see, that's an anachronism because the Monster Squad is the kids, not the monsters. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. no, but yeah. So it, this group again, I had I had to do some homework because uh, James Gunn loved. He grew up in in the seventies, and that's the comics he's familiar with. His version of Suicide Squad was very much the seventies Suicide Squad. So this team, not surprisingly, originated in the seventies, and they were originally basically the Justice League of classic monsters like werewolves and vampires and stuff. Um, so I believe it's still going to be set in World War Two. We've got a different kind of lineup, and I had to look up who some of these people are. We've got Rick Flagg Sr. is the bearded guy in the yellow shirt who will be leading the team, I guess. Uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, uh, Dr. Phosphorus, who I think is a Batman villain. Yeah, uh, yeah, G.I. Yeah, robot. I don't know who that is, but it's a robot. It was cool. Uh, Weasel from the Suicide Squad. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same one or not, but it's one of that species um and then a a uh, i can't read my own handwriting mina so, something the, this, the 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 lady in the creature from the black lagoon suit this feels like this feels like um suicide squad meets league of extraordinary gentlemen very much so and i hated both of those movies as long as they're fighting nazis in world war ii and maybe we get some like actual werewolf nazi soldiers uh i'm cool with it um um, again the once i've learned what the hell this actually is i'm a little more excited about it what what my big takeaway from this show um and this is something that this is really 
all James Gunn really talked about when he got to this is, first of all, James Gunn's writing the entire series. All seven episodes are written by him. Um, but the big thing here is, you said, the characters in this will move into and will set a precedent for characters moving into and out of animation and live action fluidly, meaning the actor who plays that character will voice that character in animation and vice versa. Excuse me. Excuse yes. me. This will not be setting that precedent because that precedent has already been set by the MCU. Thank you very much. I meant setting the precedent for DC. Well, what did he say? Did he just say setting the precedent for DC or setting the precedent? He, he didn't say a precedent at all. That was me. Calm the fuck down. Just wrong. It's already been that done. Was, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Setting the precedent for DC properties. Is that is that better? Is that okay? Now? Better. I still don't like it. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> what animated character went to live action in the MCU? Really? Because I mean, we have uh, Haley Atwell, you know, playing Agent Carter and voicing Captain Carter. Captain and Carter is in live action and playing Captain Carter. That was reversed. Oh, you're talking though. what if? Okay, sure. What do you mean? Okay, sure. Okay. There's no okay, okay, sure. The precedent's there. Okay. You okay. have you have voiced okay. you have live action presentation and voiced an animated Sorry. characters. Characters that debuted in animation oh, moving good. into now live action. Is that better? Hairs. I'm not no. splitting hairs. I'm trying to get you to calm down. Holy you're shit. Splitting hairs now. You hey. know. Yeah. Jeez. It's like, oh, it's gotta be this between this and this. Now we have a precedent. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> Bo Katan Cruz did it first. Oh my god, fucking fucking DC. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, there you go. Moving on. Okay, Waller. <laughs> One that I know everyone's excited about. Uh yeah. live action TV series focusing on Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Um this is this is Peacemaker season 2 basically. Yeah. No, they said uh, it's not Peacemaker season 2. Yeah, and I, I yeah, they can say that all they want. Members from Team Peacemaker will make appearances, so yeah, that this is this is Peacemaker season 2. But aren't they doing a Peacemaker season two? Yeah, but that's put on hold now because James Gunn is now running all of DC and doesn't have time to go make his own little passion show. Okay. Yeah. Put a pin in that idea too, because I'm going to come back to that whole I, James from, Gunn thing. I, I guess I just, that's what I, I thought I understood yeah. from watching that video that you sent us. No, he, he says they're, they're still planning to do a Peacemaker season two, but at this point in time, it, it has been put basically on hold because. He, he hasn't written it all yet because it, as soon as Peacemaker season one basically wrapped, he went off to go finish Guardians 3 stuff and then from that right into running DC. So he still wants to do a Peacemaker season two at some point. But in the meantime, while it's going to be like Book of Boba Fett was to Mandalorian. Technically, well, yes, it's, it's a different show, but characters are going to cross over and it's going to carry on the story set in Peacemaker. Well, I haven't seen Peacemaker, so. Scott can tell you all about that. You're not missing much. Are you wait, Scott? Are you saying I can't see this? <laughs> Get it? Because it's John Cena. <clears throat> no, I'm not making that joke because that's a stupid joke. Well, that's what I'm here for. That's what they. That's what they pay me to do. Is make I'm, I'm just saying the series, the, the show is bad. The character is bad. None of that needs to exist. <laughs> and you should feel bad for watching it. Got it. All right. No, okay. <laughs> I feel bad for liking it. <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, not much to say about that. Um, it's being written by the lady who wrote Watchmen, which I hate, 
and the guy who wrote uh, the Doom Patrol series, which I haven't watched. So, oh, and don't forget this thing, this piece of information that's really going to brighten Scott's day is that he also brought in a writer from The Martian. Okay. We haven't got to that yet. Calm down. Oh, oh, sorry. I I thought that was related. No, no, to this. no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. When we get to that. Okay. Calm down. Don't jump the gun. We already just got a rant about about precedents. Let's not get a don't, whole other Scott rant. Don't jump the ga- James. Gun. I, I mean, huh? I can I yeah. can just huh? stop voicing yeah. opinions. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, give you time to calm down between rants. I mean, tell us about Liv Tyler, Scott. Oh God. Damn. What about Liv Tyler? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to poke the bear. I'm sorry. Let's. There's just... no rant about Liv Tyler. I have no rant about Liv Tyler. I just don't care for. Her. Okay. Just personal pre- There's no rant. <laughs> now I'm gonna have a rant about you trying to 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 uh, to uh, what what to bait what, you? Yeah, to, <laughs> yeah, to bait me with Liv Tyler. If you want to bait me, there's shit tons of other stuff to bait me with besides Liv Tyler. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I only put in about six tenths effort. <laughs> we got through two two projects. The show got derailed. It's fine, John. Keep going. It's fine. We're good. We're here. We're here. Okay. Uh, the next project, uh, James Gunn called "quote the true beginning of the DCU." So I guess everything else doesn't really count. Um, and the only thing on this list that has an actual release date is Superman Legacy, which will be a theatrical-released film, uh, released July 11th, 2025. This is written by James Gunn. He's still writing it. Uh, We know it will focus on a younger Superman, but it is not an origin story. It'll focus on him balancing his Kryptonian and human heritage. Uh, It will also not have Henry Cavill back as Superman. Um, And then the last thing they really said about it, uh, and this wasn't in the video, but was in some other stuff, um, their their take on Superman and their understanding of the character is is that Superman is the embodiment of kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old fashioned. Um, no director or lead started. I'll be shocked if Gunn doesn't direct this though. It seems to be like you one know, of his passion projects. It, it, what the fuck is it? A passion project of James Damn Gunn? You know this whole thing. I have always said that D- the DC universe, as far as movies and stuff, should be the house that Superman built. So, okay, Superman uh-huh. legacy, cool. I get that. That's fine. Because we need a proper Superman movie. We do. But yes. you know what? James Gunn doesn't need to fucking write every goddamn thing that gets put on the fucking screen. How much has Kevin Feige wrote and directed? How much? Well. How much? To, no, 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 no. To to what you're coming from, uh, Kevin Feige is a producer. Yeah, yeah. James and, Gunn's a writer director. Yeah, yeah. you don't so hire James Gunn if you don't man. want him to write yeah. and or direct some stuff. Yeah, which means all of this is gonna fucking suck because he's spreading himself too goddamn thin. That is the point I want to circle back around to. Yeah, I mean, clearly, uh, all this on this list is like, here's James Gunn's idea for this. Here's what James Gunn is writing for this. James Gunn has an idea for this. James Gunn. Okay. James Gunn. Well, I'm excited for a new Superman movie. I'm I'm still a little uh, look. Put me in the camp. I'm a little butt hurt. We're not getting Henry Cavill because uh, that man deserves. And and this is some, another aspect where James Gunn uh, spared no uh, uh, words tearing down the previous regime at DC, but talked about Henry Cavill basically being dicked around by the studio and and uh, previous people in charge. Uh, but. 
as much as I would love to see Gavel come back, I'd, I'd rather see a good Superman movie that understands the character. Yeah, we've been so ham-fisted with the <coughs> Zack Snyder, mopey, depressed, dressed in black bullshit Superman that a breath of fresh air is what the character yeah. probably needs. Yeah. Uh here's here's my uh, hang up with it. Okay. Um, I saw the Batman. Uh huh. And the Batman was supposed to be a younger version of Bruce Wayne, like first starting out as Batman. Right. And 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 we all know how I feel about that and Scott feels about that. Uh okay. so I I'm I have uh okay, I'm not good with the words but treba, trep trepidations. Trep trepidations, sure. trep trep trepidation, yeah. I have uh-huh. I have trapezes for this. Um I'm worried. That's all I'm saying. I'm worried. What what are you worried about? Well, because they went like they went with the oh he's younger he's feeling his roots he's you know he's young Batman and it was crap, um and this is like oh it's young Superman he's trying to balance his Kryptonian roots with his human upbringing and it's like nah fuck that just give me Superman oh. battling some sort of like supernatural oh, we, like we, some sort of entity some yeah, alien entity we, like, we we never said there wouldn't be fights well and right. also well, I, I mean, don't. Like, I don't... I don't see anything in this description that says it's focusing on Superman at the early part of his career. They just said a younger Superman. And then that Cavill uh, yeah. was too old to play the version they want to tell the story of. So. That I don't know. I, yeah, you got me on just, that one. Just give me Superman. I already know. I already know what Superman's about. Just give me a new Superman movie that doesn't have to deal with any of his past. <laughs> That so well, that's kind of the core thing of Superman is he's a person out of his own world and he's he's at home at Earth, but it's not his real home. And it's, it's that whole adopted child thing of where do I really come from? And it's, it's called Superman Legacy. So that kind of makes sense for for again. And then no one said we're not going to see like Brainiac as a villain and we're not going to see him flying around and, and, you know, fighting alien robots and shit. I'm sure that'll be in there. Uh, yep. because Gunn knows that we all learned our lesson with Superman Returns is if you're going to make a Superman movie, he better fucking punch something or your movie's not going to make any money. So, again, I, I see where you're coming from. That, that you know, it's not a home run for you uh, with what little we've been given, but uh, I, I, they're saying the right things. Um, what are they? Yeah. They're saying some of the right things. I mean, I they're agree. They're saying things. I'm, well, I, I mean, I agree with you, Obi John. I'm upset that we never got a proper Henry Cavill Superman movie. Um, that being said, do I think Henry Cavill need like? Am I firmly in the Cavill? We need Henry Cavill. No, we don't need Henry Cavill. He'd be great, but no, we don't need it. We need a good Superman movie, and I'm looking forward to a good Superman movie. I just I don't think this is going to be it, and and I'm in the camp of. You know, Jay, that I'm worried for this movie, not for the same reasons, but just for the reasons that I that I put is because James Gunn apparently has decided he's going to do every damn thing. And, and I don't think one person can do every damn thing. And that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I will say this. Because James Gunn and, and, and something you said, Scott, is in something we talked about way back in our How We'd Fix DC is that everything stems from Superman and you've got to fix Superman to fix DC. 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that James Gunn even recognizes that, like, okay, he called this the true beginning of the DCU because he he understands. Yeah. And he talked in other things about the the quote unquote diamond characters, which is what he called them. Uh, more, the Trinity is what most of us fans refer to as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. That's the Trinity of DC. Yep. Everything falls under those three. You get those three up and off the ground. Everything else will trickle down from there. Yep. Uh, the fact that they recognize that, um, and we'll get to the rest of those characters later. Again, he's saying the right things. Will they follow through on him? I don't know. Will he end up directing it? I don't know. Uh, But if he does, I can see that being the same way George Lucas directed the first Star Wars film of of him setting the precedent and the tone of, okay, here's, here's the first true start of the DCU under my regime. Here's the tone. Here's the feel. Here's what we're going for. And we're off. And then every you know other projects coming on after that, other directors either following that tone or decisively going against that tone to fit whatever character they're doing. Uh, like to to jump way ahead, the Swamp Thing movie will not have the same tone as the Superman movie. Yeah. Um, but but just again, sort of setting. I don't want to use the p word. Setting a proper tone of <laughs> of what the the other film should be. Setting uh, a president. I, I, I can see that being necessarily a good idea. But yes, your whole thing about how much shit is he going to be doing? Yes, that is that is one of the bullet points I want to circle back around to. Because um, there are a lot of quote-unquote passion projects of James Gunn on here. And I want to make sure that it's the true DC universe, not just James Gunn's favorites of the DC universe. So, with of, that, course, of course, after you set the president, you have to set the vice president. With that, uh, we will move on to what I'm excited about, but they're saying some things I don't like about. So kind of the opposite of of Superman. Um, Lanterns, which will be a live-action television series on HBO. Uh, One of the few he actually specified would be on HBO. I'm assuming it'll all be on HBO because they own DC and and Warner Brothers, but there's only a few he actually specified HBO. Um, Anyway... Uh, this is not the previous series that had been in development for a year and a half. They've thrown all that out the window uh, that was being done by Greg Berlanti of Arrowverse fame. Uh, this is a whole new thing. Uh, it'll be ha- featuring Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, uh, which will be uh, your, your um, lanterns as space cops in something said to be inspired by a true detective. Um, the two words that got me kind of hmm, is terrestrial based. But it's said to be uh, they'll be discovering a mystery that will tie into the larger story of the DCU. Guys, Green Lanterns, we're finally coming back around and giving them a second chance. What do you think? They they sure are. I'm excited to shit for Lanterns because I love the Green Lanterns. Yeah. I love the idea of the Green Lanterns. You know, the, the only thing I actually dislike about Green Lantern as a character, the Green Lantern Corps, is the the light constructs okay you know like like the manifestation of the power of making big machine guns and stuff is is just still too campy comic booky to me like the idea of focusing will and harnessing that to have you know the, the light powers and giving you powers giving you flight giving you strength making force fields and stuff like that my in my opinion but that's just a nitpick with me and green lantern it's just just outside of the storytelling i mean obviously we're gonna have that and i'm fine with it um well that is one thing i find interesting about the two green lanterns they chose to to have as their leads 
Hal Jordan has always been that 60s goofy comic book. Yes. He, like, his, his constructs are always like a giant catcher's mitt to catch somebody. Yeah. You know, they're always kind of, whereas John Stewart is a military guy and an engineer, and he's the only Green Lantern whose constructs are built solidly throughout. Yes. yes he, when yes. he builds a construct, it is a real thing down to the nuts and bolts that go into it because that's how his mind works. Yeah. Yeah. He even uh, so has two like them, ribbons. Yeah. Yeah. The two of them contrasting each other could be interesting. Because you're going to have very cartoony, campy on one side and very grounded in reality constructs on the other side. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll I'll only watch it if one of them is like kind of crazy off his medication loopy and the other one's like, I'm, old, I'm too old for this shit. I but, feel like you haven't seen True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Lethal Weapon with Space Cops would be fun too. Maybe we'll Lethal do that with, Lethal with, with Space Cops, yeah. Kyle Rayner and... Um, yeah, Guy Gardner. Um, thank you, yeah. Those yes, two. A, a Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, Lethal Weapon, Space Cops, Lanterns would be fun as shit. With Kilowog as the pissed off uh, lieutenant? With the, yeah, with the captain. Yeah, the captain. You. Yeah. You sure did say some words. You posers, turn in your badge. <laughs> posers, not posers. Poosers. Poser. P-O-O-Z-E-R. Yeah, Poser. Exactly. You you guys sure said some things that made sense to some people. Have uh, you not read a comic in the last 30 years? Not Green Lantern. Uh, does Marmaduke count? Oh, my God. I'll, I'm with Scott. I'm excited Lan- the Green Lantern franchise is getting some love. Uh, it, it feels like one bad movie derailed the whole franchise for like 20 years. Um, so I'm glad we're getting back around to it. I'm glad that it was described as a, a big budget prestige show. My only concerns are Green Lanterns are awesome visually. They have a really cool visual superpower. There's a yeah. lot of cool stuff you can do yeah. with them. We're having them solve a mystery on Earth. To me, that rings in the same vein as Masters of the Universe well, come to our world. Like, no. Well, so no, now here's the thing that I'm going to have to interject. Okay. And and I'm going to preface this, but I know that this is probably not the... Like, when you see the, the quote, it says, um, uh, the quote from uh, Saffron. Saffron? Saffron? What, what's his name? Saffron? Yeah, Saffron. Um, the quote is it's terrestrial based. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking that to mean it's based on Earth, and more than uh-huh. likely you're probably right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to deny that you're probably right. That's what he means by that. It's based on Earth, but terrestrial based it does not necessarily mean on Earth. It just means on a planet. Fine, go shoot in the California desert and call it Planet Googleplux in the yeah. Space Sector Two One Eight Seven, and I'll be yeah. happy. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. It's going to be on Earth. I know. But if you shoot it in a desert on Earth and call it Earth in Arizona, I'll be pissed. That's the difference, guys. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, But again, I'm glad to see the Lanterns getting any kind of love because hopefully the series takes off and does well and we can expand from there. Um, But I was also kind of excited for the things we were hearing about the uh, Greg Berlanti Lantern series, which is going to focus on uh, Kyle Rayner and Alan Scott, which were two not traditional lanterns that would you know like those aren't the first two i would have gone to and picked especially yeah, well, since I, alan I, scott I, isn't part of the lantern core like yeah. those were interesting and, and i hope eventually we get back around to some of those ideas yeah alan, alan scott is golden age right yeah yeah his he, powers he, are he, magic from a meteor powers of, he, he's the one that couldn't <laughs> affect anything with the color yellow correct or wood correct yeah which means you could defeat him with another well, no, no. pencil 
I think his was wood and the Silver Age was yellow and somehow those got put together at some point. I don't know because I don't remember how Jordan the, ever... The, the yellow con thing was there with Hal Jordan. It's, it's still yeah, there. Early, yeah, early, early. It, it, got, it got dropped. Well, it's again, it's still there, but it's one of those only a rookie has a problem with that kind of yeah. things. Like if you're a uh, lantern who knows what you're doing, you know how yeah. to get around it. The reason those two things got put together is because some famous comedian crafted the joke you could defeat the original Green Lantern with a number, with two, a number pencil, two pencil. Yeah. Which I was trying to do, but you just you just you just trampled right all over it and stuff. Fine, that's fine. I was trying to steal a joke. Do you know? Do, do you want to do a take two? No, 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 no. no. Okay. okay. No, he's not mad. I'm not. Hang on, wait, Jay. Jay <laughs> hang on, wait, Jay. Can you take this for me? Um, uh, shit. Where is it? <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? I have nothing to be mad about. I have no reason to be upset about anything. Nothing at all. No reason to be upset at all. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, I don't know why Jay would be upset. I didn't step on your joke. I stepped no, on no. Scott's joke. Jeez. No, no, he, he's just vocalizing. He's just. Oh, he's just oh. trying to. He, he's advocating for me. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> anything else about lanterns? Anyone want to say? I mean, that. That's yeah. I. I, I want to be excited. I want to be excited too. The one thing that gives me hope is that I have not yet heard this described as a James Gunn passion project. Which oh, means, do I forget it's in... <laughs> which means he's not going to be writing, directing it. But because it's not a James Gunn passion project, it's probably in the B roll of the list. Well, and again, uh, this one is kind of weird because we've been working on an HBO live action Lanterns series for like a year and a half now. So when I when when they first said lanterns and HBO series, I'm like, oh yeah, that thing they've been working on for forever. That's still happening. And then like, no, we're tossing everything we had out. Like they'd even announced casting for that. We're tossing all that out. We're doing a new thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so they they obviously understood. Okay, lanterns definitely uh, uh, a feather in the DC cat that it really hasn't been utilized yet because that one movie derailed the whole franchise. Definitely deserves a second try. But we don't like your take on it. We're gonna do our our own take. <laughs> um, and to my knowledge, I haven't announced any writing teams yet, so I don't know who actually is behind this. But yeah, again, I want to be excited. It deserves a second shot. Um, we'll see what happens. It does. So moving on, uh, the one that threw me for a loop, and I think threw most people for a loop. Uh, this will be a film. This will also be a passion project from James Gunn. <laughs> uh, the Authority. From Wildstorm Comics, which was then bought out by DC Comics. Uh, the character is created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch back in the 90s. Uh, it's going to give us a, quote, different look at superheroes. Uh, if you've never heard of the Authority, don't worry about it. Uh, they're a powerful team of anti-heroes who take it upon themselves to confront threats on an incredible scale while enforcing their will on rogue governments. They're superheroes that are dicks. Jay, where have we seen that before? I feel like this is a show on Amazon Prime that was also a graphic novel. I mean, was it The Boys? Yeah, that's the one. So this is DC. The this is the Boys DC version. It's not even DC. That's what kills me. <laughs> so, so literally in the nineties, uh, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, the writer and author under Wildstorm, which at the time was a, a, a not independent, but a, a different comic book company, made this series called The Authority. And in the 90s, it was like, hey, we're going to be more anti-heroes and we'll kill people and, and we'll be bad guys kind of, you know, we'll, we'll fight to save the planet, but we're not necessarily nice people. And in the 90s, that was new and fresh and cool. It's been done to death now. 
they've also been beaten to the punch already with that whole concept of superheroes that are kind of dicks. And yes, the only reason this is under DC is because a few years back, uh, DC, and it was more than a few, uh, DC bought Wildstorm, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, and now Wildstorm is a, a um, imprint of DC. So it's still printed under Wildstorm, but it's 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 DC. It's sort of like Buena Vista uh, to, to Disney. Like, it's, it's still all owned by Disney. Um, yeah, I'm not really excited about this one. Yeah, and... and, and... I'm sorry, but nobody's going to out Homelander Homelander. So. And look, I don't know anything about these characters. I don't know if, if Scott knows much about this group at all. I don't know, but. Uh, I, I didn't read Wildstorm. Much okay. the same reason that most everybody else didn't read Wildstorm, which is why eventually DC bought it for pretty much. <laughs> well, the Authority have, have remained. Of, of all the Wildstorm characters, the, the best known amongst comic book fans. Um, so I think Midnighter is sort of their version of Batman uh, has, has been kind of popular. Um, but look, I don't, I don't care about dark, greedy superheroes. I don't care. We've already got that. We got that with the fucking Snyderverse. We got that with the boys, which is like irreverent, but also dark and, and messed up. Like, I don't care. And the only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of hope is, yes, it's a group of heroes that I don't know shit about and I don't really care about. But the guy that I, you know, go back 10 years and I could say the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn maybe care about them. Now, again, I don't know if James Gunn is writing or directing this. He just said it's a passion project. So, uh-huh. but if anyone can make me care about a group of heroes I've never heard of before, it's probably this guy. But I feel like they've been beaten to the punch already. Like, I feel like this has already been done. Well, also, do you remember when, you know, back when, you know, the Marvel and the MCU and they, they, they hinged a lot of their stuff, you know, their, their core movies and stuff on the West coast Avengers, even though nobody knew the West coast Avengers, but Kevin Feige really loved that comic. And so he decided to make this a passion project. Oh, wait, that's right. It never fucking happened. No, I'm just sad. We never got West coast Avengers. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies. This is this is on me. I said West Coast Avengers. I meant Great Lakes Avengers. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that let's go even more obscure. Yeah, that joke would have landed a lot better if I'd said Great Lakes Avengers. My apologies. Yeah, because I don't care about the Great Lakes Avengers. Sorry, yeah. but the West Coast Avengers. Anyway, sorry. That team's headed up by Hawkeye. What was I saying? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I know about Authority is there's a Superman story that got turned into an animated movie called Superman versus the Elite. Uh, I think the comic book storyline was called What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way. And it's an an issue of Superman from the, uh, I think it was early 2000s, that directly confronts all the fan bullshit about Superman being old and outdated and no one cares anymore and we like these new 90s heroes better. The group, the Elite, is basically a knockoff of the Authority and it was basically them parroting the authority and showing how Superman's better. That's the most I know about this group. So, yeah, that's all I got about that. And cool. This, yeah. this is where you want to start your new, brand new phase one of the DCU. Cool. This is the, yeah, this is the <laughs> sore thumb of everything. It is with a bunch of shit nobody's heard of before. Oh, no, they're doing Superman Legacy. They're doing one. They're doing a Superman movie. That's true. You've never heard of Superman? 
So they're doing one thing so far. So far. You've never heard of Green Lantern? Yeah, but once again, he's not the Trinity. He's not the core of these. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's get back to that Trinity. Uh, Wonder Woman is not appearing on this list. Uh, Instead, (laughs) we have Paradise Lost, a live-action TV series for, I'm assuming, HBO? Um, That is the story of Paradise Island, a.k.a. Themyscira, the home of Wonder Woman. Uh, This is a prequel to the Wonder Woman films, focusing on the origin of Themyscira and the Amazons, likened to Game of Thrones in its uh, political intrigue and whatnot. Um, oh, oh god! I'm kind of with you there, Jay. I'm not gonna lie, bud. I'm not gonna lie. This feels very much like we understand Wonder Woman is important, but we shot down the treatment for Wonder Woman three from Patty Jenkins, so we don't really have a Wonder Woman. So let's just do something about the Amazons. Like I, okay, I would have been more excited for a Game of Thrones esque show. Like when Game of Thrones was still a thing. Like now, uh, how many Game of Thrones-esque shows have we gotten since Game of Thrones? Well, you really liked uh, the Dragons one. I did. I did like House of the Dragon. But like I also knew what I was getting from that. But like, is is Vikings not a very uh, Game of Thrones-esque show? No, it's not. I don't know. I never watched it. Not nearly. No. It's great. You should watch it. Uh, My only concern here is being a Wonder Woman fan, there's a storyline that kind of deals with some of this because in recent Wonder Woman comics, we learned that the Amazons and Themyscira are not the only group of Amazons in the world. Um, There's a group called, and I always mispronounce them, the Migdal. Um, which splintered off from Themyscira centuries ago, and they live in like Egypt or somewhere. The Middle and East. And then there's sure. Uh, and then there's another group that I forget the name of that also splintered off from them that uh, uh, are never made it to to Paradise Island, but they uh, uh, came up in um, shit somewhere in South America. Uh, so they're more of like an Aztec kind <laughs> of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and those three like tribes of Amazons finally came back together and had a big old knockdown drag out. So, if that's what we're kind of doing, then maybe otherwise, and this is going to be very chauvinistic of me, but otherwise, it's just going to be Amazon Cat Fights the TV show because that's the whole thing with it's Themyscira. Gonna, it's going to okay. be the real housewives of Themyscira. Okay, see that now. If you're gonna make make it a comedy unintentionally, and then you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but Themyscira doesn't have infighting. They have a queen, and they listen to their queen. That's kind of they're like a structured, rigid kind of military society. Hippolyta's their queen, and what she says goes. There's not a whole lot of backstabbing and catfighting. So. Unless it's focused on, again, the other tribes and, and, and maybe it's how in the DCU universe how those tribes split off from them. Maybe. I don't know. Again, this feels very much like a Wonder Woman placeholder. Like We want to do something with Wonder Woman, but we pissed Boy, off Patty Jenkins, so I, we don't know what's going on. I tell you what, if um, what was the first one? The, the monster thingy? The Creature monster, Commandos? Creature Commandos. You know, if that didn't get me fired up, then definitely Waller 
gets me fired up. And if that didn't get me fired up, the, the last thing we talked about that I can't remember now, because even though it was like 20 seconds ago, that totally. Yeah. No, the other thing. The one before this. The one. authority. The authority. Yeah, they they really got my blood moving, man. I'm I'm so jacked that. And now this is I. Boy, I am chomping at the bit. I'm on the edge of my seat for the DCU to just fire off. Woo okay, then. Wee. <laughs> so, <laughs> me, me personally, I'm uh-huh. not a big fan of Wonder Woman. Uh, at least in the DCU. Um, uh, she's had really good stories in the comics and stuff. But her DCU treatment has been very lackluster at best. The only DCU treatment of Wonder Woman I've even cared about was the first Wonder Woman movie, and that's only because I really loved it when it was Captain America, the first Avenger. Because um, it's the same fucking movie. Um, so I didn't like the uh, the Wonder Woman 84. I hated yeah, that. No one did. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I never don't, saw it. I don't give two shits about Wonder Woman. I like it, but I'm really, different. And I really don't give two shits about well, the people behind Wonder Woman, like, here's all the people from Wonder Woman that's not Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, it feels very much like, hey, let's make a series all about Batman's butler before he meets Batman. Like, who gives a shit? Hey, uh, season wait, one of that, that? Season of one of that was good. I liked it. Season two of that was weird because they jumped from season one to season three, and I don't know why, and they called season three season two. And there's a whole season of story. They just didn't tell. Well, that's weird. Yeah, season one I actually enjoy. But yeah, Scott, I'm with you. Uh, if this was, and, and the thing that really irks me about this, it, it is doing a one Roman story set on Themyscira could be cool because I feel like the movies never really got a chance to explore that culture because it's really cool. Um, and, and where Themyscira to what is just as important to one Roman as Krypton is to Superman. So I'm cool with that idea. I understand that, but not having one Roman in this at all seems like a mistake because they seem to have forgotten that wonder woman is essentially immortal. Uh, she, she lives for centuries. So yeah. if you want to set this 200 years before whatever, fine, she can still be there. She's still yeah. alive. She's still There's around. no reason to not have her again. That's why this feels like a placeholder for we wanted to do a Wonder Woman project, but we shot down Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 script, and Gal Gadot's uh, uh, involvement is up in the air. You know, we, we've told her she's welcome to come back and we want her to, but we don't know if she even wants to anymore because her and Patty are friends, and we don't know if we've burned that bridge already. So in the meantime, here's this thing. I would love to be proven wrong, but right now I'm, and I'm the only person here who seems to really even give a shit about this stuff in the first place, and they're not even really getting me excited for it. So. Yeah, we'll move on to the thing I think might bring Jay back in. Um, uh oh, in a very confusing title, we have a film, The Brave and the Bold, which will feature the introduction of the DCU's version of Batman. Uh, it will not be Henry Cavill, or it's Henry Cavill, <laughs> it, will, it will not be Henry Cavill, <laughs> will not be Henry Cavill, definitely not, not be Henry Cavill. Uh, it will not be Ben Affleck, and it will also not be uh, uh, uh Pattinson. This will be a brand new Batman for the DCU. Um, they are basing this movie on the Grant Morrison run of the comics, which comes with it. The introduction of Robin, but not just any Robin, Damian Wayne as Robin. Uh, 
Uh, it was also described as being the beginning of the Bat family in the DCU. Boys, Batman, thoughts? Well, uh, yeah. Okay, thanks, Jay. So, okay, so so here's the thing with this. Yes, I'm I'm torn. I'm on the fence with this. First of all, the 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 title, the Brave and the Bold. I hope that's just a placeholder title. Same, because because that's just referencing the 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 cartoon that's voiced by uh, what's his name from uh, Office Space and uh, Dietrich Bader. The Drew Drew Carey show is that the guy's yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. yeah where he not even that. Man. Brave and the Bold as a comic has been around for decades, and yes. it's always a team-up comic. It's always a team-up. Yes, that was my next point. It's always yeah, a team-up. Yeah, sorry. So they, they, if, that's a, if that's a placeholder, cool. They need to change the name, because that name is shit. Yeah, I get you don't want to call it Batman, because you still have The Batman Part 2 coming, but find we'll, a new name. We'll get to that shit storm when we get to it. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of a you know uh, of a movie based off of the grant morrison run with damian wayne because in my opinion damian wayne actually is an interesting character unlike bruce wayne batman who is a very one-dimensional character okay everybody thinks bruce wayne batman is a multifaceted character but if it was a multifaceted character then why do we only tell the same story over and over and over a fucking again because they haven't learned, like they. Because he's it's a one-dimensional like character. It's like with Superman, they just can't stop doing origin stories. Every time that we reboot Batman, we get an origin story. Now I, I understand the Batman with Robert Pattinson wasn't an origin story, but it still was an origin story. It was yeah. still an it's, origin story. It's like they just yeah. can't get away from it. The only time they get away from it not being an origin story yeah. is when it's a sequel. But even then, we still get the fucking they origin. The origin, yeah. Well, that's they—they they feel like they have well, to just slap yeah. us in the face and yeah. be like, "Oh, oh yeah. remember, remember, his yeah. parents are dead. Yeah, his exactly. parents are dead." Well, Jay, Jay. I want to dovetail right off that because that is exactly why this has me excited. The story of Grant Morrison bringing in Damian Wayne, all that stuff doesn't work with a brand new Batman. This is someone who has to have already been Batman at least long enough yes. to have met Talia Al Ghul, yes. knocked her up. Yes. She had a baby. She yes. raised that baby for the first 12 to 13 years and then handed him off to Bruce Wayne yes. because that's Damian's storyline. Yes. It has the Batman in this has to be a well-established Batman who is firmly comfortable in his lifestyle, who he is, what he is. He is established because this is not Batman story. And this is a Damien story and a Damien story. It's a Damien story. And because the quote that I have here, uh, which I don't know where it comes from, because I've got this page that I don't know the source of. Oh, uh, that's from an interview. I had the same it's, one. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. It's, so it, it, the the quote is, and I'm not sure who, the the version I have doesn't tell me who the quote is from, but the quote is, "It's a very strange father son story." I think yeah, that's from a, a article in the Hollywood Reporter, and I think that was Saffron talking about the project. Okay, okay. Um, I figured it was Saffron because that's where most yeah. of my quotes come from, but. But yeah, this one, and and I'm on the fence. So once again, I said I'm on the fence partly because I also said, and I have made this statement and I made it very clear, was that when the Batman came out, mm-hmm. I said it going into that if this movie uh, was dumb and stupid, I was done with Batman movies. And well, lucky for you, this is a Brave and the Bold movie. <laughs> 
I might have to I might have to skirt myself with this as a Damian Wayne story. There you go. It's a Robin <laughs> so, movie. It's a Robin Here, movie. Yeah. Here here's my 100% honest take on this, okay? Okay. I'm excited for there to be a Robin involved with Batman. Because mm-hmm. the last time we had Robin in a movie was Batman and Robin, and we all know how that went. Love that movie. Well, technically, the last time we had Robin, quote unquote, in a movie was the third of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. But we won't get into that. Uh, it's, it's a debatable situation, but OK, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but like an actual Robin, like in costume, Robin, yes, yes. Batman and Robin. OK. That's the last time. So I'm excited about that. OK. I I will be the first to admit my wrong and and eat my words but i'm gonna say that at some point in the run of the movie they're gonna shoehorn in hey my parents are dead oh okay? god fuck yes they will i'm they just saying okay I'm just, themselves. right yeah so, okay and i that sucks and i don't like that because they keep oh slapping god. us in the face with it but i'm, I'm right there with you i'm right uh, there with you but what i'm gonna say though the last thing i'm gonna say that has me worried and this was direct from the video you had me watch, the, the YouTube movie guy. Yeah. Talking about James the, Gunn. No, no, talking about the James Gunn announcements. That's the video you sent. Was it it wasn't, just, it wasn't just James Gunn? No. That I sent you the wrong video. Well, that's the one I watched. All right, then. Um, But it also had James Gunn in it uh, okay. saying things. But one of the things from that, like he was explaining articles and the announcements and things. And one of the things they said is that there's going to be kind of a switch in that the Batman in this one is going to be more of the easygoing sort of lighthearted character. While the Damian Wayne Robin is going to be the dark brooding well, wants to murder everybody. Well, that's... So Damian no, 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 Wayne, I get it. I, I okay. get it. Don't, I'm just saying, I get that. I get all yeah. that. Yeah. And I understand the background, and I understand yeah. where he comes from. Yeah. I get all that, but it has me worried. Well, Jay, Jay, real quick. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, and and one thing that I'm hoping they take as a as as a as a very influential kind of piece, you know, something that they're kind of watching in the background while they're developing writing and all that good stuff. This this whole thing. If you haven't seen it, I'm gonna need you to watch Batman versus Robin, the animated movie 2015. Well, that's also based on the same it's comic book storyline that this movie is yes. being based on. So yes. yeah, it's, it's based off of the same thing. But yeah, you've got you you've got the young Damian Wayne, who, and it's not it's not a it's not a nicer uh, Bruce Wayne Batman. He's not nice. He's still hardcore Batman Bruce Wayne. But it's a Batman Bruce Wayne tempered by experience versus Damian Wayne, who's a kid. He doesn't have that experience. He has that he has that headstrong balls to the wall. I'm going to do what I want because I haven't experienced what you have thing. It, it, it's yeah. literally the classic father, son, father, teenager. I know what's best. No, you don't. You can't control me. Fuck you. You know, yeah, but yeah. Batman versus Robin is is good and you should watch it right and and like i get and i I would and i get that um i'm just saying the way they had it worded yeah yeah (laughs) that's like that's all i'm going off is the way that they worded it and i'm like oh a light-hearted batman 
Each. Hopefully that's well, lighthearted that's... compared to his son who was raised as an assassin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, but that's uh, what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm just basing it off of what they said and that I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So well, there's one other thing they, they briefly mentioned that I want to talk about for a bit because it gets me super excited. First of all, everything I just said about this this story necessitates what I keep saying I want to see from Batman, which is an older, grizzled, been there, done that Batman, where we don't have to introduce every villain he has as the first time he's ever met them and do uh, more origin stories. It's, yeah. it's a Batman who's already been operating and we're, the world is up and running and cool. Yep. Yeah. They also mentioned the Bat family. So, I'm not saying we have to see the entire Bat family in this one movie, but for this storyline in particular, a guest appearance by maybe not Nightwing, but at least Dick Grayson. And I don't mean kid Dick. I mean like 20s, 30s. Yeah, adult (laughs) Dick. Yeah, I want to see adult Dick in my Batman movie, damn it. You like adult Dick? Wait a minute. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Adult (laughs) I'm, I'm just just from just from a a you know a social media point of view, I'm gonna say adult dick is much more socially acceptable than you know adolescent dick. Yeah, I yes. want I want a full frontal adult dick assault. Derail yes. my own show, damn it! <laughs> damn it, John! Think about your words. <laughs> Dick like, Grayson, uh, I should at least make an appearance in this movie. Uh, and I think is it is it in Batman vs. Robin or is it the one previous to that that introduces the character? But at some point in the comics, there's a great uh, fight, physical, literal fight between Damien and Nightwing, and the, their relationship is really interesting too. Because in the comics around that time, Batman quote unquote died, and Dick Grayson took over being Batman, and it was Dick Grayson as Batman. And Damien as Robin, and that was a very interesting duo. Yeah, that was, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was in the comics. I don't think I've seen an animated version of that. Well, well of the fight, not necessarily the, the taking over part. Okay. But uh, but those two characters are also have a very interesting dynamic because there's Damien, who is the biological son of Bruce, and then there's Dick Grayson, who is the adopted son. And, and they have an interesting dynamic. And do. it's just the fact that we're, we're we're even mentioning and bringing in that this movie can be a springboard for the rest of the Bat family to be introduced. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I, I just want to I just want to reiterate. You heard it here. Obi <sighs> John wants to see Damian Wayne smacking around adult dick. Okay. That's, That's true. In, in no uncertain terms, he did say that. He did say that. He said, "I want to see Damian Wayne beating that adult dick." He said, "If if that adult dick is not front and center, big on the screen, I'm not going yeah. to see this yeah. movie." Yeah, being beaten hard and heavy by Damian Wayne. <laughs> being beaten into the ground, worse than this joke is. Yep. <laughs> We now have an episode title. It was going to be DCU Chapter One, but now clearly it's going to be Adult Dick Beatdown. <laughs> adult Dick Beatdown. It'll get more clicks. It's fine. Oh, Click okay. is what I said. Okay. Love anyway, it. moving on. The one Scott is going to love, and I mean oh, this sincerely, God. the one that we had the least amount spoken of. But live yeah. action TV series. I believe he also said this is going to be HBO Max for certain. Scott, why should we be excited? About Booster Gold, uh, you you so so far your list has been spot on with my list. Uh-huh. Your list has now deviated from my list. Oh, well, because my list, the next one in 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 line is the Batman sequel. I was going to group those together later. 
but we can talk about that real quick if yeah. you want. No, 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 it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm fine okay. with talking about Booster Gold. Uh, first of all, uh, I hate Booster Gold. Oh, wow, okay. I do. I hate him as a character. Totally misjudged this one, then. No, 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 I hate him as a character. I oh, okay. love it as a movie. Oh. Oh, okay, that clears it all up. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, no, I hate him as a character. I really do. But, you know, if you're going to give me a, 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 a eclectic, you know, little-known DC characters and shit, fucking Booster Gold needs to be in there. Booster Gold needs to have his 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 son. I, I will take Booster Gold over, well, what the the Authority, Paradise Lost, uh, Creature Commandos, Waller, uh, all day. Pretty long. much everything on this list. Pretty much everything on this list, other than Superman Legacy and Brave and the Bold. I will take Booster Gold, you know, over over any of those. Um, Why, uh, Scott? Well, I, first of all, uh, he does have he can. Let me let me re- rephrase that. He can have a really good story. Um, and, and such, and 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 I love that what, what he has and everything, um, because he's he's kind of a wannabe, but he's like a corporate sponsored wannabe, I guess would be a, a good way to say it and everything. But I really, really only want this if um um. Oh shit! I forgot his name. Blue Beetle. No. Uh, the the actor's name. Um, oh, I don't know. <sighs> Can be more specific than the uh, actor. He's he's the co the, the 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 co-actor in Zoolander, the opposite of Owen Wilson. Yes, Owen Wilson is as Booster Gold. Yeah, this is the only happen. way I'll accept this movie is is Owen Wilson as Booster Gold. Because I feel Owen Wilson is Booster Gold. Do you want me to tell you the name that's being rumored? Go ahead. Chris Pratt. No, no, no. James Gunn, get off of the Chris Pratt bandwagon. He's done too much. Well, he created the Chris Pratt bandwagon. So. Yes, he did, and that's fine. But you know, I've heard, I've heard. Hey, let's recast, recast Indiana Jones with Chris Chris Pratt. Let's do this with Chris Pratt. That wouldn't have worked that if he hadn't stopped Chris me. Pratt. You know, I'm tired of Chris Pratt being thrown in for every damn thing in Hollywood now. Well, again, that's a rumor, and I think it stems no, no. from the fact that Pratt and Gunn are buddies. And yeah. it's it's also heavily rumored that uh, Star Lord eats it in the next Guardians movie, which would clear out Chris Pratt from that whole um, non compete thing. Eh. But I don't know. That's again, that's all conjecture. So no, no, I, I get it. it's just a rumor and it's, it's nothing. Yeah, but no, I don't. I don't want Chris Pratt. As so much. Booster Gold, real quick, is is uh, he's a loser from the future who steals some technology from a a superhero museum, comes back in time. To become a superhero. Yeah. That's his whole shtick. He wants to be a superhero, but he also wants to be seen being a superhero. And if he can get some sponsorships while he's doing it, all the better. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's a corporate sponsored wannabe. Because he's uh, Cadmus, right? Project Cadmus is kind of who employs him. Uh, eventually, him. yeah. Yeah. It, this is going to be a deep cut. If you've ever seen Mystery Men. <laughs> Captain Amazing at the beginning of the film. That's Booster Gold. Yes, yes, it is. In fact, now I want him as Booster Gold, even though he's he's Homelander. Greg Kinnear. Yeah, I want Greg Kinnear as Booster Gold. You you just okay. you just recast him for me. Yeah. So and, and interesting. Uh, and this is again is a a uh, HBO series. So lots of potential for cool crossovers, meeting other characters. Um. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Moving on, 
uh, our next film. Well, we, we, did, we, oh, didn't uh, get, we didn't get Jay's take on... Uh, Jay, do you have a, a hot take on Booster Gold? It's a booster made of gold. Really? I, I tried it. Yeah, he's got nothing. He's got nothing on this one. Damn it, Jay. So I was just going to gloss over it and keep going. It's... Oh, shit. Fuck. Hey, you know what? What? Wow. What? It better be titled Booster Golden Shower and featuring a large adult dick <sighs> on the screen. Okay, moving right on past that joke. <laughs> that, was just, that was just too forced, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, our next film on this slate is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, based on the Tom King run in the comics, which I think just came out last year. Um, Quinky Dink Tom King is also one of the writers in the writer's pool for all these projects, so no surprise there. Um, uh, uh, new updated take on the character of Supergirl. That's not really that new. Um, she comes to Earth after Superman. Uh, she's older and she remembers Krypton and she's a little more jaded and hard-edged uh, and, and has a bit more of a tood. Um, it can't be worse than the 85 version, right? No, 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 hang on. The 85 version was good. Yeah, I love that part where she fights that invisible monster. I'm not... I love I it. Afford you know the effects. I love everything about this movie. Okay. You know what? The 85 this movie or the 85 movie? The 85 movie. The okay. 85 Supergirl is the most awesome Supergirl ever. <laughs> love it. You know what? I'm just going to go on record. I love it. I love everything about her. I'll watch that over Superman 3 any day. Okay, that might be a debate. Uh, my only <laughs> sticking point with this thing is we just got like six seasons of a really good Supergirl TV show. That's true. Is this really the character you want to reboot into movies right now? Yeah, that's true. Because Supergirl, the TV show, did Supergirl very well. Like, it was a great interpretation of that character. And it was five or six seasons that show ran. Like, they got to tell plenty of stories of Supergirl. And again, it was a very similar take on Supergirl of the whole... She was sent to protect uh, Cal, but she got there after him, and he was already Superman, and <clears throat> dealing with living in and stepping out of his shadow and all that kind of stuff. Like, we just did this. Um, I haven't read the Tom King, Tom King comic, so maybe he's found some newer take on it, um, and I just haven't read that yet. I don't know. It, this is one of the few uh, comic kind of storylines that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, same here. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would be okay with it. Uh, this would be one. This would fall into the situation of I don't have an opinion until I see the product. That's fair. I'm kind of with you. You know, Jay, any thoughts on Supergirl? Oh, okay then. Our last project. I, I love uh, how articulate you are, Jay. You're just well. I just i I don't have a horse in that race for Supergirl. Like I never watched the show. I don't really care that much about the character. I just I'm just more bummed that they're like bringing out all these projects that aren't just you know do a good Superman movie, do a Batman movie that's not about his parents dying, do a Wonder Woman movie. Like, can't why can't we just do that? Okay. Because James Gunn passion project, passion project. Brown chicka chicka brown brown. Check out my adult dick. <laughs> you just won't let that go, will you? Nope. <laughs> now, once Jay gets a hold of a good adult dick, he uh, he really lets hold on. 
He holds on to that adult dick. Yeah. All right. Our last film, if I can get through this. <laughs> it's going to be a three-hour episode. Good guy. It's okay. Hang on. I'm only up to uh, one hour and 14 minutes of recording, so I think we're okay. Okay. The last title announced for the new DCU is a film, Swamp Thing, described as a darker horror story featuring the origins of Swamp Thing, which will be, quote, tonally outside the DCU, but will still feed into those stories. Um, no director announced, but it is heavily rumored that James Mangold, who did movies like 310 to Yuma, the remake, Copland, Walk the Line, The Wolverine, and Logan is interested and has thrown his hat into the ring to direct. So, a dark horror origin Swamp Thing movie. I don't like it. Okay. This one I feel strongly about because, like... Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, you... Okay. You're a comic book company that, like, you're trying to make movies based on your comics... And, like, your movies are outlandish and kind of weird, but also, like, or your stories in your comics are outlandish and weird, but also kind of fun. And you're just completely shifting gears and changing direction and making a horror movie in, in that has comic book background. And, like, I don't know necessarily, because I, I never read it, if, like, the Swamp Thing background is like steeped in horror but like i i just don't understand why you as a like comic book production company are suddenly doing a horror movie i feel like that's a very strong right turn and like you're just kind of derailing yourself at that point if you haven't already okay. with all your other things i mean like to me that would be like if during marvel's phase one they made a horror movie. I don't know what they would make a horror movie about, but really? like, because they did it here recently with not what what was it called? Werewolf by Night. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, yeah but that's not Phase One. That's not Phase One. That's true. Look, they, they they didn't come, but but yeah, yeah. The the whole thing of apparently DC has decided to lead with things that Marvel would never have led with because they didn't lead with it is well established. I also think it's a great idea. If you're going to do gods and monsters, the premier monster in DC is Swamp Thing. And yes, his origins are very, he's, he's literally a, a scientist whose experiment goes wrong and he turns into a swamp monster. And over the years, that character has been built upon and, and evolved uh, to be many different things. But it is in general, the comics are a darker tone than just your normal superhero stuff. And it's a great idea for the, the studio to not make every movie have the same exact feel and tone. Uh, we talk about superhero fatigue all the time. And one of the ways Marvel to now has sort of gotten around that is they try to give all their movies. Well, yes, they're all superheroes. Technically they all, uh, you know, uh, black widow has it in captain America have a different feel than like a Thor movie or, or a captain or a, a, a Iron Man movie. They all kind of fit in this sort of different sub genres. Well, yes, they're all superheroes. So yes, Swamp Thing is a comic book character. And if you want to stretch the definition, sure, he's a superhero, but he's much more of that monstrous kind of horror feel. And that's a cool thing. 
lean into that. I like that. I love this idea. I loved it when it was a TV show like four years ago that was awesome and then got canceled before they even aired all like 10 episodes. And then they pulled the plug and didn't even shoot the last two scripts for it. That's why I'm a little mad about Swamp Thing is there was an amazing Swamp Thing series on CW that they full on killed before season one was even finished. So I put this kind of in the, the, the Supergirl column of, yeah, that's a great idea. Why didn't you follow through on it before when you were literally making the same thing? I don't know why we're doing it again now. That's my soapbox. And it is a wonderful soapbox. That show was good, Dan, but I'm still mad about it. I haven't seen it because I'm not a big Swamp Thing fan. Um, like, I saw the the movie with Adrian Barbeau. As we all have. Wonderful you know, movie. Way, way back when. I don't even remember much about it. But you remember Adrian and her Barbos. Yes, I remember Adrian and her, <laughs> her Barbos. I love Adrian's Barbos. Um, oh, the, the show has Will Patton in it. Yeah, it was a great show that literally didn't even get all 12 episodes shot. And before the pilot even aired, they announced we're done. Uh, there was some bullshit about they didn't get the tax breaks they thought they'd get in the location they shot in. So they literally canceled the entire show before the first episode even aired. It was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But the show was great. There was a 1990s series that got three seasons. Yeah, on USA. Yeah. Same suit I'm... mold as, as the one from the movie. I think I remember watching that. It wasn't very good. So Anyway. So... So, John, is this where we get to circle back to my rant about the interconnected universe? Yes, yes. Uh, well, first, I have, Scott has a rant on deck. And that is, so, these are all the projects that are in the new DCU. There are a few projects still clinging on that will fall under the Else Worlds title, including The Batman Part 2 and Joker Follow You Do, which are currently in pre-production, about to be there's start a, shooting. There's a Joker sequel? Yep, there sure fucking is. It's going to be a musical with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. No, I'm not making any of that up. Hey, I love Lady Gaga. I love her as a singer, and I love her as an actor. So I'll probably watch it just for that. Those will fall under the Else Worlds titles. So, Scott, you want to rant about Batman Part 2? You know, I can't, I can't really rant about Batman Part 2. I can rant about the Batman. Because I've seen the Batman, and I've pointed out, I've made my my objections very clear as to why I hate the Batman. Um, so it's nothing new. I can't rant about the Batman Part 2 other than why. Like, there's no need for this. Like, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm not going to watch this because the first one was dog shit for reasons previously specified. Um, but, yeah. I don't care. I don't okay. I don't give two shits. It's fair. Yeah. All right. So with that, we'll let's take a step back as a whole, having seen the first handful of projects announced for chapter one. This, this is not the entirety of chapter one. These are just the first handful of projects they've told us about. Um, as a whole, what do we think, Jay? Q to you. Uh I just okay. So my whole problem with the interconnected universe thing is like forcing me to watch a TV show so that I can understand a movie that I'm going to go see. And um, 
I, I was thinking about this and I was like, well, those guys will probably say something about Star Wars. But the, the to me, the difference is in Star Wars, I can watch The Mandalorian and like not have seen a lot of other things. Yes, there are some references I might miss, but I can still watch The Mandalorian and not necessarily need it for any movies. I can watch the movies and not need that. Like, I don't need the TV shows to supplement the movies. Now, if you watch everything, yes, there's a lot of interconnectivity and there are crossovers and there's cameos and things like that. And I get it. But like what I'm what I'm thinking of is like. Unless you watched WandaVision, you won't understand. Um, uh, help me, Scott. What's her name? Rambo. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Um, you won't understand her powers unless you watched WandaVision. Like, I guess yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't understand who is it Kang mm-hmm. is unless you had seen uh, Loki. Well, really, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and like, so what? What I don't like is all of this, like, forcing you to have all of this input to try to understand something that you just want to stand alone. And like, I know you said that James Gunn probably realizes this and isn't going to make it as super connected as I think it's going to be. But just from these announcements, it's just like they're really selling it as one giant interwoven web of information. Well, there's a difference between interconnected and interdependent. And I think that's the big nut to crack with these movies. The entire DC comic book universe is interconnected in that it all happens in the, unless it's an Elseworlds title, it all happens in the same universe. Right. So if you're reading whatever, uh, uh, a Green Arrow comic, and someone mentions a joke about Batman, Batman exists in their world, but Batman isn't interdependent. Like the Green Arrow story isn't dependent on reading that Batman issue to understand what's going on. And that's one thing that even the comic book world does that pisses me the hell off. Uh, I'm reading Avengers, and there's a crossover event between Avengers and Avengers Forever. I don't read Avengers Forever, but to get parts two and five of this storyline, I have to go buy Avengers Forever numbers 12 and, and, and 13. That shit pisses me off. And movies are getting to be, Jay, yes, you're right, just as bad. So the, 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 thing, the thing I hope they capture and then they realize is that you can have an interconnected universe without having the stories be interdependent on each other. In other words, Superman exists in the Batman movie, but do we have to see Superman legacy to understand something in the Brave and the Bull Batman movie? We shouldn't. And if, if if it is that important and that crucial, it should be repeated to us or, or re um, reestablished to us within that movie itself. It shouldn't be, hey, I hope you watch this, or you're going to be confused about this. There should be, like Thanos, perfect example. Thanos was sprinkled in a handful of movies before Endgame. But if you had never seen some of those, if you'd never watched Guardians and went right into Endgame because you just like the Avengers characters, they still set up Thanos for you within, or not Endgame, sorry, within Infinity War. They still set up who Thanos was and why he's a threat within Infinity War. That's the kind of thing, um, is, is get away from being interdependent but make a, a interconnected universe. So we all live in the same world. That doesn't necessarily mean we all have to have, again, it's not required viewing to see everything to understand the next thing. Yeah. Cause like, you're right. Like, Jay. 
what what I think of is like in Batman Forever when Val Kilmer Batman is like, oh, the circus must be halfway to Metropolis by now, and it's exactly. like ah, nod nod wink wink Superman. Well, like, and I know it's it's my own fault, but this is a prime example. Like, I went to go see Avengers. And, like, you can watch the first Avengers movie and follow the plot of Avengers, but you are going to be confused about some characters because <laughs> you didn't see previous movies. Like, Right, but at the same time, that was the whole thing with Avengers is, hey, look, we're connecting all these. Like, yeah. that was the whole selling point yes. of Avengers. We're now a decade plus on from that. The whole, oh, they're all connected. That no longer puts butts in seats. We're used to that now. We expect that now. So the, that gimmick alone of, hey, they're all connected, isn't enough to get people interested anymore. Like, that, that's not enough of a gimmick. They have to be cool stories on their own. And if they're connected and if characters maybe cross over once in a while, all the better. But again, I, I, I'm with you, Jay. It shouldn't all necessarily be, like, they mentioned the Lantern show. They'll uncover a mystery that will tie into the larger story right. of the DCU. Okay, cool. Whatever that mystery is, <coughs> by the time we get to whatever, the Justice League movie, that information better be reintroduced to us within the Justice League movie in case I don't have HBO Max and never watched The Lantern Show. Like, I'm with you. Yeah. that's I, I guess that's my that's my big thing, too, is like, why can't we just get a Superman movie and a Batman movie and Wonder Woman and like maybe Aquaman and like I mean I'm not gonna say that like the the first Aquaman I enjoyed like the Aquaman standalone movie but like why can't we do those things and then have Justice League or just kick off yeah. with Justice League because we already know who these characters are. Well, that's that's, that's even with, again within Aquaman, there's like one or two lines that reference what happened in the Justice League movie, but the rest of the movie is just standing on its own. You don't have to have seen that. You might not understand the reference they're making, but as soon as we're done talking about it, we're over and off the next scene. Like that's exactly what we should be doing. Yeah. Uh, again, Shazam is a great example of that. Of he references Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and the Justice League. He references those characters, but is the story dependent on that? No. So I'm with you. Like make them interconnected, but not interdependent. Don't make me have to go buy the random thing I don't want to buy to read the whole story. Don't make me collect the proofs of purchase to to send away for the special send away gift. I don't know. I, I don't. Okay. I didn't grow up in Scott's era. <clears throat> um, trying to make sure I didn't leave anything on the table here. If Commander Scott's still there. I think he died. Scott, any general thoughts? Uh... Well, you all are having a great debate, but I just want to say, not only am I in favor of interdependentness, oh, but okay. I, I also want microtransactions. I want... Oh. I want, on, I want you to have to go to a website and buy these these mini movies before you understand what the Wait. hell is going on in the next you, movie that comes out. I got oh, you got to scan a QR code exactly. on a box of cereal to yes. get a mini clip exactly. movie. Yes. that is, has you, more detail. Well, you no, want the no. Alien Covenant uh, no. school of filmmaking where if you didn't watch the short movie online, you don't see the actor in the movie because yeah. they die. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, not only do I not do I want you to scan a QR code on a box of cereal, I want you to buy 
multiple boxes of cereals to get the little cardboard QR code that's inside the box of cereal. Oh, shit. Select the ones that you need to to understand what the fuck is going on. And then once you get all five QR codes and you scan them, you have to send them in to get the sixth and final QR code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You scan those QR codes and and that sends you to another place where you get to get the sixth and final QR code that actually shows you the 15-minute short that explains, you know, the stuff you need to see for the next movie. Right. And then once you get and you scan that sixth QR code and at the end of that 15 minutes... Yeah. A huge adult dick is standing there telling you. Oh my god, give it up, dude. <laughs> that was too forced. That was too forced. We were we were on a nice little roll of the uh, of microtransactions and stuff, and you just had to try and bring it back. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Jay. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> um last I'm, little bit I'm of roundup. Help it. I couldn't help it. Last little bit of roundup. Um uh, they they mentioned um, they have not ruled out actors returning to roles from previous films. So I'm assuming the offer on the table if Gal Gadot wants to come back. Um, I, again, from the weird way it was phrased, I think Aquaman's going to get folded into the DCU. So Jason Momoa wants to come back for that. They're on board with that. Um, but they, they did specify actors will not play multiple roles in the DCU. Yeah, and, and 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 when it comes to Gal Gadot and or Gal Gadot or Gal Gal Gadot as in dote on me to dote Gal Gadot that Gal lady and uh-huh. and and Jason uh, Jason Mimosa mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know who else is gonna play those roles like literally like like they're the penultimate casting right now I'm not saying there's not somebody out there that that could not cast that role but right now they are the penultimate casting for their role you mean the ultimate no penultimate penultimate means next to last really yeah we've had this talk before really yeah penultimate means next to last are you sure are you saying you go look at tupperware or tupperware yeah say it again tupperware (laughs) loverware excuse me yeah because okay. I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious now. Penultimate is next to last. Holy shit! My apologies. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah. I don't know math, but I know words. Yeah, no, this is one I've, I've been using this one wrong. Then, holy shit! And there's your fat point for today. I am now ashamed. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off now. <laughs> it's okay, Scott. Now you know how we feel most every other show. <laughs> I learned you something. I'm proud. <clears throat> no, I agree. Like, yeah, th- those actors are perfect in those roles, and I hope they come back. Um, especially Aquaman, because I'm I'm psyched about that. But um, there were rumors flying around that they were going to bring Jason Momoa back in as Lobo, and that's dumb because Lobo's stupid, and I hate that character and get off the Lobo I, train. I love the Lobo character, and I love Jason Momoa as Lobo. Well, it's not going to happen, so. Oh. Um, yeah, there you go. They also did not mention what's going on with Ezra Miller. They sidestepped around that one quite a you bit. Know, yeah, Ezra, <laughs> Ezra Miller has shot himself in the foot, the knee, the balls, the head, the chest. He shot himself everywhere he can possibly do so. 
and he has ensued in, 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 not ensued, ensured that the Flash movie will never get released. Yes, Ezra Miller really did screw things up uh, for themselves. Um, I, I don't think they are coming back to that role, but um, they they, <laughs> they were very political about how they sidestepped around that. Uh, they didn't say no. They didn't say yes. Uh, they just mentioned that uh, Ezra Miller is is getting help, and uh, <clears throat> they 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 want to focus on that, um, and they'll go from there. So. Trying to think other things they they didn't mention. Yeah, again, they didn't really say anything much about Wonder Woman because oh. there was news shortly after. Go ahead. Oh, do you know yeah. what they didn't mention? What didn't they mention? They didn't mention Deathstroke getting his own movie or show. They sure didn't, Jay. But well, you know who you, you know who could show up in the Brave and the Bold Damien Wayne storyline? Because I'm pretty sure they put him into one of the animated movies. It's Deathstroke. You know who should never be in anything ever again? Fucking Deathstroke. Well, when was he ever in anything to begin with? Really, he's all he's all over the the the, the Arrow storyline shit. He's, he's in, in Arrow. Movie. He's in a couple of video games. He's never been on a movie. I don't do give you, a shit about movies. He's just all over the place. I don't okay. care. Do you know what's Do you know what's big and dumb and dumb and stupid and dumb? I swear to God, Enterprise. Dick. Okay, and the Star Trek is dumb. You, you're, you're dumb. dumb. You say, All you right, say now you're just saying things to hurt Scott. Let's when not. You, when you say Enterprise, do you mean the series or the ship? Both. I mean both. You mean both. obviously both. You mean obviously dumb. Just dumb and stupid, and they should never make anything else with Enterprise or Star Trek ever because it's dumb, it's stupid. Okay, well, uh, that's our look. <laughs> At chapter one of the upcoming DCU, uh, overall, I'm more excited than I am let down. There's definitely some odd choices on here. There's definitely some projects I feel like are kind of placeholders, um, but they're saying the right things. Uh, I love hearing them talk about their, quote, diamond characters. I don't know why we didn't just call them the Trinity. Uh, and that they need to focus on getting those characters set and then everything comes from then. That sounds great. The Elseworlds thing sounds awesome. I love it. Um, I'm excited. If nothing else, even if all these movies are dog shit, I'm excited to see somebody handed the keys to DC and just trusted with, okay, here you go. The yeah. next eight to 10 years, it's your plan. Yeah. It might suck, but it's your plan. Well, it's all at least going to be consistent. It's not going to be just a scatter shot. Yeah, because that's I, that's what it's been, and no, James no, Gunn no. even even it, took it the has, task about that. Yeah, he's like they it, they were they were handing out IP like it was party favors. It, it has been a scatter shot. However, just real quick, I agree with you. They need to hand the keys to somebody. They need to get somebody in there that can oversee everything. However, that somebody needs to be a producer, somebody who's key, not a writer director. Because then we get the whole thing of James Gunn. Oh, I love this property. I love this property. I love this property. I'm going to write this property. I'm going to write this property. I'm going to direct this property. I'm going to write this property. No, we need somebody who can come in and and as a as a general who can bring in writers, directors, producers. You know, who can bring in this ensemble army of people and not lump everything on himself. 
Yes, yeah, someone like Peter Safran. Oh wait, I don't know. What that I means. James I can... Gunn is is the co CEO. Yeah. His other yeah. co is yeah. producer Peter yeah. Safran. Yeah, and seventy five percent of everything is a damn James Gunn passion project. It's not. I'll give you fair. yes. <laughs> this first bunch is very stacked with James Gunn. I give you. Yeah, that. but there is somebody at the helm who is no. a producer. No. No, Saffron is a puppet. Okay. James You're Gunn is at the head of everything, and it's okay. just his fucking passion shit. Okay. Uh, John. Yes. I just want to yes. say, uh-huh. I can. I want to say with a hundred percent certainty that my feelings towards this are. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love James Gunn, but you bring James Gunn in to helm a project like Guardians of the Galaxy, or as much as I hated the movie. Uh, Suicide Squad uh, and stuff. You bring him in to helm a project. You bring him in to helm a universe and he's just like, oh, these are all the projects I would like to do. And I think I I think this is I think it's gonna suffer as a whole because of it. Oh look, I'm with you. That's one of the things I did kind of want to circle back around is there's a lot of there's a lot of James Gunn attached to in a creative role to a lot of these projects. And while to a degree I am on board with that, because I feel like in the same way Lucas directed the first Star Wars and then became a producer after that, you know, the first one, and by first I mean New Hope, uh, to set the tone. Yeah. I'm with that. That's a great model. Yeah. The other side of that is the prequel George Lucas, where he did everything himself. And uh-huh. that's not what we want. So yeah. yes, this first one, we do have a handful of projects that James Gunn's taking kind of a heavy hand in the creativity of. And if that keeps happening through chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, then yeah, it's going to be a bad thing. But I'm not that afraid of it in the first part of chapter one of what's going to be an eight to 10 year plan. Um, And so I I can get to where Scott is. I'm not there yet. Um, and yeah, there's also a lot of like again the authority. No one want, is asking for the authority. That's happening because James Gunn wants it to. And while I might be sitting here five years from now eating my words, oh man, the authority was so amazing. Right now, yeah, is that really your priority? That's in in the first grouping of chapter one of resetting the DC universe. You're gonna cram an authority movie in because yeah. whatever. I'm not gonna rant about authority all day, but uh, <laughs> some weird. Right choices here and some potential red flags for okay that could be a problem but at this point when everything is still just words and we're still just talking and here's just here's the plan the plan can change they're doing enough right i'm excited for yeah and i i really want to be wrong like i want dc to be the ship to be righted the the stuff to be built going forward i want to be wrong but the whole thing you said, you know, the George, the, the George Lucas um, uh, analogy, analogy comparison there, you know, he did Star Wars and then he handed off to other writers, producers, directors for uh, Empire and Jedi and everything. And then he went back to taking everything on himself for the prequel. While I do like the prequel, I do I do uh, acknowledge that there's a quality difference between the two trilogies. Um, 
I feel like the prequel era is what we're getting with James Gunn. Like, James Gunn is being brought in, but he's helming everything. Uh, and, and I think it's going to suffer for it. I hope I'm wrong. So. Well, time will tell. Let us know what you think about the officially announced first part of DCU Chapter 1. What projects are you excited about? What projects have you gone, hmm. Uh, Are you just like the doc and you just don't really care about any of this stuff anymore? Uh, you just over it all. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, and let us know uh, what we didn't get to in this show, but what I wanted to do was conjecture wildly about what will come in Part 2 of Chapter 1. That's Deathstroke? Nice. Green Arrow? Who said green? I didn't say green. I didn't say green. What next? Next week's episode? Huh? Perhaps. Perhaps we'll get to that. We we'll get to that. Until then, this has been your weekly nerd alert.